Hey gang, what is going on? It's your homeboy Chris Crespo chilling in the Crespo studio doing my thing where I was like, you know what? It's been pretty much one full calendar year since I've given away one of our free Patreon episodes in order to entice you to sign up for more. And that is what is happening now. A year later, it is time for a Patreon preview for cheapos, cheapos, cheapos. That's you guys. Uh, how's it going? Hope you're doing well. Uh, the last year has been terrible. We all know that, but you know, maybe things are getting better. Let's be positive about it. I put up a poll on the Facebook group and another one on Twitter with four movie options asking which of these four would you guys like to see pulled from behind the paywall and between the two polls uh they live was a resounding uh number one choice they live we recorded this last summer i believe and boy oh boy things were bad (laughs) the world was on fire uh protests were uh filmed every city street it seemed like all over the news things burning and uh that that police station got overrun in Washington or was that Seattle? It was crazy, man. Uh, it was a crazy time and we were scared of uh, the fascist future that we were looking at and they lived seem like an appropriate movie to talk about. So that is the context for, uh, our particular headspace as we were making that on top of, you know, pandemic and all that other stuff and uh it was a good episode we had a lot of fun and i think you're gonna enjoy listening to this and if you like it and you want to hear us talk about other movies you can go to patreon.com slash crespodiso just look up go to patreon look up crespodiso it's gonna come up we're the only crespodiso on there and, uh, man, all you gotta do, you can pay $1 a month. That's it. And that gets you access to everything we've recorded going back a couple years now on the Patreon. And you can hear us talk about movies like, uh, we're doing 12 months of Batman this year. So we've already done episodes on Batman and, uh, the 1966 Batman, the movie. We've talked about Michael Mann's Heat. We've talked about Jaws, The Revenge, Superman 2. Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. We did the Dolph Lundgren, the Punisher. We talked about the Karate Kid. We talked about the Thing. Speaking of John Carpenter, since we're about to do uh, uh, the They Live episode here, we've done so many movies. We've also done episodes on The Expanse. We've done episodes on Raised by Wolves, Lovecraft Country. So we're HBO fans around this part. Have you seen Tenet yet? You can go back and check out our Tenet spoiler episode that we recorded right after seeing it in theaters during a pandemic. We're crazy. Guys, here is John Carpenter's They Live as broken down by myself and Drusa Cogburn. Patreon.com slash Crespodiso. Sign up today for all the good stuff. PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespadiso. Our masters! 
What do these things want, and why are they here? You still don't get it, do you, boy? They have recruited the rich and the powerful. They're running the whole show. Wake up! They're all about you, all around you. Blind us to the truth! Take a look. They are safe, as long as they are not discovered. I don't know what they are or where they came from, but we gotta stop them. Stay away from me. Put these on. They have us. Look at them, they're everywhere! We have no other choice. I don't like this one bit. Leave it alone, man. It ain't none of my business, ain't none of yours. We have been lulled into a trance. Listen to what I'm saying to you. We're in trouble. The whole world's in trouble. Control us! You're sending some kind of signals on a TV sets. I've got one that can see. Mama don't like tattletales. Now we start spilling some blood. Let's go! Push I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick And I'm all out of bubblegum. Glasses, the weird. Are they interdimensional beings? Check one, two. Here we go. Yes, physical aliens. Because they say they're both. Because they say they're they're talking about. You know, the dude has a speech about the international, the interdimensional, blah 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 blah. Yes. But then when they do the weird spaceport thing, like they're going to quote unquote towards other planets. So that's that that, that, that's physical. That's not interdimensional. Yeah. But where? is that port because they go through that portal which takes them oh, down yeah. right, no, but right. then it turns but out they're space yeah. yeah but it's connected to space yeah. but from those yeah. tunnels they get to the TV station yeah. Yeah. okay yeah. Yeah. okay I'm going to the end of okay. my notes oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah well, you're um, right you're right and then, yo, you, but you're right though are they, <laughs> they, they are, they're both yeah they're right. yeah. interdimensional yeah. aliens interplanetary both you gotta say, well, they're interplanetary, yeah, yeah. but they've mastered interdimensional because travel. It, because if you just say interdimensional, then that means they are living here on Earth just in another dimension. But they're not. They're right. living in Andromeda. Maybe, may or may not be in another dimension. So right. they're both interplanetary and interdimensional. That's true. Yeah. Interplanetary. <laughs> they're interplanetary, 
but they can travel interdimensionally. That's how they get around. So that's, they're multidimensional. That, multidimensional, because yeah. that's how the watches work, yep. I guess. Yeah, they don't really go into that. <sighs> go into it, schmo into it, guys. <laughs> We're obviously talking they live. Classic. Absolute classic. How many they live things do we have here in the studio? I mean, I mean, anything that has Actually, to do with my shepherd fairy stuff. I mean, that's where he got the the obey part from the, his. I noted. I put in my iconic notes, stuff. Yeah, I put in my notes as the very first reveal is an obey uh, billboard. Yeah, the very first thing. Yeah, that it, when it, it says obey. Glasses. That's where shepherd fairy. Yeah, he was very much inspired by that, and all all just that basic propaganda work. And uh, that's what the movie is about: the propaganda yeah. of capitalism. Uh, specifically Reaganomics, because it's yeah. late 80s. Yeah. And uh, well, so mean, Reagan's at the end of his second term. I mean, they, they're, they're straight up a poor white man and a poor black man mm-hmm. fighting each other instead of the system. Yes. Straight physically, not 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 metaphorically. Yes. Phys- it physically happened. <laughs> and, and then even then, one of them knows uh, that the system's fucked, man. I'm tired of this shit. Yeah. The other one's like, I still believe in America. <laughs> <laughs> I, work hard, I work hard. I go to bed. He's very Canadian. Yeah. I believe in America, eh? He is. Um, yeah. uh, Roderick George Toombs, a.k.a. Roddy Roddy Piper, Piper. Uh, from Saskatoon, don't you know? Mm. That's where he was born. Don't you know? Don't you know? And uh, you can... It comes through. You can hear it. When I mean, yeah. Speaking for sure. But also, I, I was I, in Denver, Colorado. I was about to say I'm also like I, I used to watch wrestling, so I know that the, the majority of the great quote unquote American wrestlers are Canadian. That's true. <laughs> so hey, some of them are straight up Canadian. <laughs> like we don't even call ourselves Americans. Yeah, uh, we're proud of our Canadianness. Shout out to Canada. Do we have any Canadian? No. The uh, I mean, not we have Canadian listeners, but not to not on the Patreon though. Not yet, anyway. Not that I'm aware of. And they're supposed to be super nice, too. What the fuck? Yeah, guys, what the fuck? What the fuck? Canadian. One Canadian guy that I know listens to the show. I think it was. I mean, we get steady downloads on, like, Ottawa or some shit. Okay. Um, well, at least it's not in Montreal, the goddamn Frenchy fucks. Montreal. Montreal. Oh, we. Uh, I wish New Orleans was more, like, even Frencher. More French. Like, they really, really go harder on that. Like, I wish Louisiana was, like, uh, French Canada. I wish it was, like, French America. Well, it, 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 it was. The only problem with that was, you know, the slavery. No, you're right. You, yeah, but you, I mean, I mean uh, Like you said, though. French Canada. You want it to be French Canada, not French America. Yeah. Yes. So it's without the slavery. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I want that for the most, well, for the most part. I mean, I don't know I'll, my part of Canadian history. I mean, I'm sure the French part of Canada had slaves as long as the French had slaves. So true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you know what? That's another episode. This one we're talking about how we are the enslaved to the capitalist pig overlords who've come from another planet slash dimension. And have they? Uh, but obviously, it's. Uh, I mean, at one point, uh, when he sees the TV and a guy's talking, I think it's supposed to be the president. It is. It's definitely and he says, uh, "It's a new morning in America." Yeah. That's straight up uh, Reagan. Yeah, Reagan says it has the popular yeah. morning in America. And then Eastwood. What was that, 10 years ago? They did a Super Bowl commercial. Oh, was it during the last crash? And he was like, it's halftime in America. <laughs> so, so I guess right now it's sudden death is what's happening at Sudden death in America? Yes, it is. It, it, it is, is sudden death in America. We're in sudden death over time. Yeah. Well, actually, no. It's make America great again. So we, 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 we're taking America 
back to what it was in the 80s when it was great. Apparently, this is how great it was in the 80s. So, sorry, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it was great enough for John Carver to be like, fuck this shit, and then he made this movie. Uh, well, I mean, while watching this movie, I'm just like, all of this, like, that, John, that thing's changed. It really has Things have only gotten worse, actually. Yeah, and not, a, not, not, not only is it now just American capitalism, it is worldwide capitalism. Worldwide capitalism. Or maybe it's just that all oh, that's always been there, but now that's more... Globalists interconnected yeah. and information age and all that. Now we see it more. We can yeah. see we get the macro view of capitalism and how it's destroying everything. They even talk well, about I mean, cap- uh, global warming in this movie. Capitalism's always been destroying everything, Chris. I mean, come on. The the East India Company, case in point. Yeah, sure. They're still, they're still out there, East India Company. They're still they're still banging away. Um, Dupont. There's nothing wrong with Dupont. Except <laughs> for everything. <laughs> Oh my God! Not, not only is the company unscrupulous, but the man behind it was even more unscrupulous. Uh, so no surprise that Carpenter could only get about three million dollars to make his anti-capitalist Duh. sci-fi movie. Option. Uh, there was a short story written in the '60s that then got turned into a little comic book in the '80s, and he optioned both, in which a guy is hypnotized, and when he uh, he wakes up in the future and he realizes everyone's been hypnotized. He's the only one that's been awake and he has until like 8 a.m. To, to fix it. That short story is called 8 O'Clock in the Morning. That is what he took as his inspiration for this. I mean, he just took that But it's pretty, it. it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty loosely I, based I'm, on it. I though. mean, hell, you could fucking remake They Live Right Now, not change mm. anything except for the technology around, and it would still be totally relevant. Yeah, exactly. The uh, the the preacher speaking and all the, and all this uh, the the hacker all the speeches <laughs> the, the debates that they're they're having it's, in Justiceville except it's, it, instead of everybody staring at the television everyone's staring at their fucking phone yeah everyone be on their phone uh when when the police raid Justiceville it, all you do is add some journalists on the side also getting pepper sprayed and yeah. boom you have Twitter <laughs> no exactly <laughs> yeah it's, the scenes that are happening in this movie I saw on Twitter over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they live really is like the perfect movie to revisit right, right now. now. Yeah, it re- yeah. it feels yeah. very relevant, very relevant, very zeitgeisty. Um, well, the, and the, it only made thirteen million dollars at the box office. Well, Open at number one, but fell to the top ten really fast. Yeah. And it was critically like, eh, like cult following, reappraisal. People like it much more now. But at the time, it was sort of soft. Well, I mean, in the same token, like. Uh, I mean, John Carpenter even references himself in this movie. At the very end, yeah. <laughs> Him and Romero th- th- throws himself a shout-out. That's weird. <laughs> could have picked, like, the Palmer or something. <laughs> Anything. Like, no, me. No, me. me. Critic, critics hate me, so I'm taking a shot at the critics. Yeah, so it's a film critic who's, like, one of the aliens. Yeah. Um, ways. Yeah, people love getting... Uh, Spielberg hates lawyers, so he r- has written in the lawyer in Jurassic Park. The book is a hero, and in the movie, he's, he's a, a villain, villain <laughs> and he gets eaten on the shitter yeah. <laughs> while, while hiding on the shitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's funny how they do that sometimes. Yeah. Who was it? Someone did um, a movie where they made a character named Roger, I think it was supposed to be Roger Ebert, and then they, like, killed him or something? Like, man, someone's really mad at Roger Ebert. No. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess you got the last laugh, dude. <laughs> If he died after Roger did. If, he, if he's <laughs> only still if he, alive yeah, or if he died yeah. after. I don't, I don't know. I can't remember who died. That's the only way he got his revenge. It happened, though. It's out there. Um, Carpenter said that he was talking to a universal exec when he was trying to get the money, trying to get this thing greenlit. And when he was explaining the movie to him and the concept of like people selling out to the aliens for a slice of the good life, the guy was like, what's wrong with that? People sell it every day. 
Ed Carpenter said, I, I used that line in the movie. He did? <laughs> That's in my movie now. Thank yeah. you, Gay. You should <laughs> get like, a writing credit. And, and this is the point of the movie. Yeah, Thank exactly. you very much. Thank you you are, you are you are making my point for me. Like, this movie's <laughs> going to be for you, dude. Um, he met Roddy Piper at WrestleMania 3. So it's 1987. Uh, and he said, like, this is a, this is my guy. Um, and his quote is that he has life written all over him. Like, he has something that an actor doesn't have. He does. And it's true. Roddy Roddy Piper, look at him in this movie. He's all craggly faced and yeah. everything. How old do you think he is in this movie? Oh, I mean, the actor at that point. How old do you think he was when he filmed it? Uh, I'd probably say maybe like late 20s, early 30s. He's uh, 34. Okay. I think he looks a little older than that. I mean, yeah. The fact that he's younger than us, he looks a little older. Uh, he wrote... Keith David's role for him because he loved working with him on The Thing and he needed uh, an actor to go along with Piper since Piper wasn't a real actor Yeah, uh, but also someone who could like be physical yeah six foot two he's a burly dude he can hold his own Uh, I think it's very noticeable for like the first half of the movie for sure Uh, Keith David he has way more lines than (laughs) Oh yeah, Roddy Piper. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's almost like uh, Masters of the Universe. It it is because I mean, all, I mean, yes, Roddy Piper is the quote unquote like the end hero. He's the lead, but, but he's not really. I don't think I don't think he gets all the lines. <laughs> I don't think he gets all the lines. The uh, yeah, Keith David's uh, great in this movie. Meg Foster. Is the lady mm-hmm. like the only lady in the movie? No. It's, it's her, and then the one giving out food, and then the contact lenses. It's the same person. Yeah, no. um, that's all she does. She just distributes stuff. But Meg Foster, speaking of masters of the universe, Evil Lynn. Oh, there we go. There we go. So that's yeah. only uh, just a couple weeks ago we did that one. Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, she was uh, the only. I mean, there's there's only one scene that in the movie that even holds even the slightest bit of emotion so they needed some sort of real actress yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's been in a handful of things where like oh man that's like a big project but for sure her biggest achievements are this and Masters of the yeah, Universe of course easily mm-hmm. one two punch also who 87 88 man that's crazy two years yeah she she hit she hit 40 with a bang she's like <laughs> I know what I'm doing with my middle age um and then the, the other like main character movie is Gilbert who's played by this guy, Peter Jason, who's this one of these character actors who he sort of looks like a Bruce McGill kind of a... <laughs> kind, kind of a... He looks like the, all these guys. Who's the guy who's the father in uh, Transformers? Like, all these guys sort of look the same. Has sort of like... It looks like the dad in Home Alone, John yeah. Hurd. Yeah, he's just like a kind of a heavyset white guy. Heavyset white guy. Um, he's in a whole bunch of um, uh, uh, Carpenter movies. Uh, he... I don't, was he in Big Trouble in Little China? He was in, I think he was, he was in uh, Prince of Darkness. Uh, he's in a few more after this one. So he became sort of a like a token for, for Carpenter to use over and over. But that's like pretty much your four main dudes. More four main actors for the movie. The movie really is about the concept, the setup. It's really, yeah. it's what you it, would call high concept. Yes, it, it has very, really, it has very little to do with the actual characters yeah. and, and the actual plot of what's going on it has yeah. more to do with the surroundings yes. and like you said the, the high concept stuff and the characters are ciphers yeah exactly so like like I was saying the, the physical fight between yes. Rowdy Piper and Keith David like some five people just minutes. some people just see it as five and a half minutes it's like why is there this wrestling part in the middle of this movie it's it's because, it, because it's metaphorical yeah turn physical yes. <laughs> it, this is it this is the struggle of why 
we can't see the truth because we're too busy trying to get our own. Yeah. Why we can't well, and fight each other. Why we can't you know? crush a pandemic because we're too busy being individuals. I know I got to go do my thing. Yeah, you know, I can't. I can't obey the, the herd. The herd. I can't be part of that herd. I'm gonna go be part of this herd. That I don't understand. That whole thing where it's like. You're a bunch of sheep uh, because you, you're wearing masks. I'm like, well, who, who's telling you to not wear masks? The, the pack of wolves, apparently. Yeah, another <laughs> another pack. Another group. Good he's, job. He's, but he's in a pack of predators, not in a herd of herbivores. Right, that's, all right, that's, that's cool. That, I, that metaphor, too, is like, yeah. or the sheepdog one. Have you mm-hmm. heard that metaphor? Yes. That one gets confusing. It's like, <laughs> now there's also a sheepdog involved. <laughs> Well, because he's he's supposed to be the good wolf. He's supposed to be the good guy with the gun, Chris. He's a good guy with the gun, so he's the good wolf. Why do you just call himself the good wolf? Because he's not. Because he's a domesticated dog. Yo, this so this movie is straight up like uh, uh, some bad apples. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not all cops. Hashtag not all cops. Correct. Yes. Um, because not they, not all people because they can't determine. No, you get, when you're lulled, you can't you can't tell the difference. Mm-hmm. So it's only once the signal goes out that, I mean, Falcon, dude, the last 45 seconds of this movie are probably the funniest and best parts. It is. It is the funniest. <laughs> it's, why, it's, why it ends with the, <clears throat> it's why it ends with the titties. Uh, I bet you for him to get... <laughs> right? What's the matter, baby? What's the matter, baby? <laughs> yeah, it ends on a punchline. Uh, I bet you the reason... He could even get $3 million because I bet you some producer was like, this movie better have some fucking tits. <laughs> He's like, Fine. fine. He goes home. I gotta figure out how to get some tits in this movie now. He's a real nerd. Smokes a bunch of weed. Watches some basketball. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At the end, um, that producer was so pissed. Oh, finally, sure. the tits. I've been edging this whole time. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> put that away. This is a. This is a, stu- a family establishment. This, this is a studio screen. <laughs> this is a Wendy's. Sir, this is a Wendy's. Um, yeah, but that's why. It do- yeah, it does that is. Like, one of the funniest parts, for sure. And it makes you wonder, oh, what happens? No, exactly. What's now, the immediate now, aftermath? Now, I kind of want to see, like, 15 more minutes of just, like, random, like, robot chicken style. Just, like, people, quote, unquote, waking up. Yeah, yeah waking up. <laughs> and just, like, all the weird, random, like, people mid-shower, people, like, mid-cooking, mid-driving, like, all sorts of wackiness. Yeah, people are married to aliens and stuff. Like, what? I have alien kids. What? <laughs> I'm saying. Do they have any kids? Is that possible? How did that work? Oh, man. See, there's so much to get into. You can expand They Live into something oh, bigger. 100%. And they've talked about remaking it. Every John Carpenter movie, at least the discussion comes up about mm-hmm. remaking it. There are no sacred cows. No. So, a They Live remake, sure. I'd, I'd check it out if you have the right approach. Now, I wouldn't want a straight remake. Because this movie is it fine. Has to, it has it does a, it fine. It has to be an update. Give me... I want an expansion. I want what we're talking about. Yeah. Make... Make it two hours. Make it two hours and make this 90 minutes like the first 45. Yeah. Speed that part up. Yeah. Blow up that signal and then make the rest of the movie. I want then like what happens in the aftermath of all that. That'd be a lot of fun. You know what also that is? That's expensive. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds expensive as fuck. (laughs) So instead we get the $3 million. One guy wakes up, wakes up another dude. They blow up. They shoot a tiny gun at a satellite off screen. Yep. (laughs) Uh, we have one helicopter following them around everywhere. We can only rent one helicopter, but it's fine. It's all right. It's all right. Hour and three or four minutes goes pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, because once, like, the setup is kind of slow. Slowish, in quotes, just compared to the rest well, of the I mean, movie. H- half the movie is set up. Half the movie is... Once he puts on the glasses, yeah. it's pretty hyperspeed. He takes a short break. Uh... Then he falls down a cliff, takes well, a nap. Not, not just falls down a cliff, gets thrown yeah. out of a window gets, to fall gets, down a cliff. That, that's all. I can't wait to talk about that part. Uh, takes a nap. 
uh, and then fights Frank. Yeah. And then the rest of the movie is like, it's it moves. This thing moves. It, it, they're not taking too much time to sit around and 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 just pontificate. That's the first like 20, 30 minutes of the movie where they have any sort of the what is I still believe in America, mm-hmm. man. Uh, but yeah, I think this is like the movie of the time. This is the movie of twenty twenty. I'm surprised more people aren't talking about it. Maybe they will be when we put out this episode uh, two months from now, or maybe not, Chris. Or maybe not. <laughs> Or maybe maybe we'll all be dead from COVID. Because things are getting worse. Um, maybe they're already worse. But maybe, maybe we're already dead, Chris. Maybe. How am I not myself? So you were saying. They Live graphic. It says John Carpenter's They Live. And it has like a cool stylized graphic. But I like the, the, the dissolve. I forgot about it. The dissolve onto the, the mural, the graffiti mural. And then yep. it's really that train yard. Yeah, and it says They Live right there. But they Live. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. And then you see Roddy Piper walking around looking like a dope. Just like looking around like, oh, gee, where am I? Uh, He's a drifter. He's he, notorious. They don't say where they are. At one point, you see how his car has a California license plate. They did shoot the whole thing in um, L.A. It looks downtown like it. LA. It looks like L.A. Yeah, but they didn't. They never specify. No, they don't. It can be any town. Yeah, they're going for any town you say, except for it's not fucking Denver, Colorado. because no. that's where he came from. Yeah. I was in Denver, Colorado, for ten years. It's a weird. All right, that's actually right here in the beginning because he drifts in the town. Oh, you know what? I do like this. He's drifting in town in the rain, and I feel like this is the type of thing again. Three million dollars, low budge. They just grabbed a camera, went to, like, the Bowery or whatever, and they're like, all right, walk down the street this way. We'll come down here. We'll zoom in and just walk past these people. So just watch, like, real people yeah, probably. milling around in a very shitty part of town. Sort of poverty tourism in a way. If you're doing a guerrilla style, you don't compensate those people. But then again, you get a gritty realism that you wouldn't get any other way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess you could pay them afterwards and let them know, but then they, they might get mad and start demanding more money. They open up a whole can of worms. <laughs> you don't have a permit. You weren't supposed to be there to begin with, Drew. This was a bad idea. Why I listen to you, man? I'm full of bad ideas. <laughs> I don't know why you keep following me around. You're, you're my producer. <laughs> you're my producer. That's why. Uh, anyway, it looks cool. It looks cool. Looks lived in. Piper looks crazy with a mullet and pockmarked face. And he's a giant. He's a giant. He's, he is massive. He's a. I mean, he's a pro wrestler. Chris. Yeah. And I think when you watch him wrestling, he's wrestling against other giants and even gianter giants. So he yeah. looks like a normal dude. But then you put him in a movie. He's like, oh my god, he's huge. You have to like, can we get the bigger frame? Do we have to go four three to get this guy to fit him in here? Um. Oh, here's a very here's a classic carpenter move. All right. He did his, we, we, so we've already done Escape from New York, right? And we did uh, Big Trouble in Little China. I don't think this happens in Big Trouble, but this does happen in Escape from New York, where you enter into some sort of government facility, any sort of facility, and then they have, like, announcements going off, and it's almost always bad. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and so he walks into uh, the job community center, and it's full of people, long line, and over to intercoms are like, food stamps will be suspended <laughs> indefinitely. Like, oh shit, things are... Yeah, things so, are bad. Yeah, they're establishing that things are super bad. And then when he sits down to some old, nasty old lady who must be an alien, or maybe she's just corrupt. That's the whole point of the movie. Yeah. Uh, some nasty old lady, uh, she's like, last place of employment, mm-hmm. and his response is like, I was in Denver uh, for, for 10, 10 years. Denver, Colorado for 10 years. Things just sort of dried up. And then he says... Uh, they close like seven banks in two weeks or something. And then she just makes the face like, like I don't give a shit. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, miss. He's so like all shucks. Yeah. Uh, it's a weird character. And his name is 
Did he ever say his name? I don't think so. His name is Nada. N-A-D-A. Nada. Yeah, they don't say his name. Because mm. what is that? In, in Spanish means nothing. Mm. Is that the whole idea that they're going for? That the, the every man is nothing, nothing in the face of alien capitalism? Well, yeah. I mean, no, one of the dudes on the who's breaking the signal straight, straight up says it. He's like, we're not even... We could be food. We could be this. But no, we're, we're livestock. Yeah, we are "quote unquote" chattel, Chris. Ch- chattel. He's a chattel. Are you are you familiar with that word? Yeah, yeah. If, if you're if you're not familiar with that word, listener, you should Google the word chattel. Chattel. <laughs> it's very. That's a very specific. Like I said, he, he didn't mispronounce the word cattle. Nope. Look it up. Um. Yeah, that's the uh, the fat faced. Good casting on that guy. Because then when you see him later, it's like, oh, what's that guy? It's yeah. like, it's, it's it's very, he's a very distinct looking yeah. dude. Big fat face, uh, big bearded. Face, beard glasses. Yeah, he's sort of like a like nerd apocalypse Santa Claus here to tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We broke through the signal. Yeah, he, like, he looks like he would be like my Ingr- English professor at school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he would be. Uh, he's got a bottle of uh, brandy hidden in the top. Oh drawer, yeah, yeah, bottom yeah. drawer, definitely, definitely. definitely. It's got that he, locked drawer. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's why his face gets red as the day goes on. He <laughs> <laughs> blossoms up. It's it's the coffee. <laughs> this is delicious. Secretary Joan makes the best coffee. Frank, you're slurring. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, See, this could all be in the extended movie we're going to write later. This is, this is our movie. <laughs> no, this part we're shortening. <laughs> we're shortening this part. Um, so, uh, oh yeah, there's and she just says, there's nothing available for you right now. So he sleeps. First he walks by the preacher. This, I think, I love this movie. I think the first like 10 minutes are my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Uh, like when he's walking by the preacher and he's saying all the things we're talking about, yeah. the way the camera follows him around and uh, and then like a couple cops show up. <laughs> he just looks around and peace yeah. out. <laughs> he, doesn't, he does not wait to see what happens. He knows. He's like, cops, I'm out. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, this movie gets yeah. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I love that whole part. And this is when we first see the blind preacher. who He had a weird credit. It's like Raymond St. James or something. Yeah, they made a big emphasis and emphasis in, on his title card uh, as uh, the preacher or whatever. I was like, who is this dude? He must be, I didn't bother looking it up. He's, he's probably uh, like an old school actor or someone. He was just John Carpenter's neighbor. Um, he's talking about the masses who control us and all that shit, right? The cops show up. Then Nada, Nada, Roddy Piper goes sleeping in an alley. But first he watches TV, like in someone's in a adjacent, someone's window. And, uh... Did I write down? Oh, I wrote down later. Every time they're watching TV, it's always like some something as asinine as possible. Well, yeah, I mean, like one what one of them is like uh, like a, like some sort of weird fashion show. Yes, <laughs> yes, the fashion show one pops up in a very interesting time. Yeah, uh, every time it's something just like bullshit, and people are staring. Oh, also when he's walking to that alley to fall asleep, there's a great like. A slow pan of a wall of TV screens, all like a clown on this one, and then there's just a dude sitting on the sidewalk. He's side just standing there, like staring at a dead yeah. eye. Yeah, very catatonic looking. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, but you know, then again, you know, watching the TV in the store window, like that actually used to be a thing. Yes, <laughs> that is so. Like you have to explain that to kids now. Like, why would they? Why don't they just watch your? What's it's on your pocket? Why, would no, they, why does no, anyone need no, to stop for a screen? It, oh man, that used to be such a thing, dude. The, the store display TV. Fucking Babbage's had one at the 
Sarasota Square Mall that had video game previews on it. Like I remember computer that. stuff. Dude, I used to, like, my mom would be, I'd be like, I'm just going to stand in front of these two screens for the next however long and check out yeah. these new video games. And, and watch it, watch these trailers <laughs> yeah. cycle through for 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah I remember that. It's weird. I remember uh, when I was, well, this would be when Batman was on VHS, so 1990. Uh, my parents. This was back when you could like leave your kid in a big box store and not worry about it. Yeah. Um. So I was like eight, nine years old. We would go to BJ's Warehouse, and I would go over to the TV section. And normally, the TVs would be on and playing something. And, and you what, would just sit down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would sit on a box across from a TV, and I remember more than once they'd be playing Batman because they were also selling Batman on VHS, yeah. and they're also selling VCRs. Want to yeah. show off everything. So pop my ass down, watch some Batman. Parents go off and do what you're shopping. Don't have to worry about the kid. Come back. I'm there. I'm still there miraculously. <laughs> yeah. Didn't run off and get kidnapped. Miraculously is right, Chris. <laughs> you could have been just another statistic. You know what? I am. I'm a statistic of love. I'm a statistic of love. I remember, I think the first time I saw They Live was um, on TBS in high school. Like 14, 15-ish. And... The reason why I remember this is because I think this is the first time I wasn't even aware of it. It still took me a while to be aware of this concept, but this is the first time I encountered cable TV safe harbor rules, meaning technically on the, on the televisions, especially on cable TV after like, you know, after nine, oh, 10 yeah, yeah, night, you couldn't say fuck or it's safe harbor. Like, yeah. yeah you you do get, whatever they want. Things, things get opened up. Yeah. A lot of shows they don't take advantage of it because they don't want anyone complaining to the FCC, despite no. that, those being the rules. Um, <clears throat> but TBS it was like Saturday night. I remember it was a Saturday night because uh, I taped it. Uh, it was sort of late, like eleven o'clock at night or something. I taped it, watched half of it, went to bed. I had to go to bed because I had to get up early for church the next day. That's why I knew it was a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Finished it the next day, watched it on TBS. Uh, they kept in the uh, the fuck you at the end. He's like fuck. No, he's fuck it. He says fuck it, and, that, and he shoots the. I was like oh. I was like, oh, my God. And, and, the, and the slow middle finger. I was like, oh, my God. They kept in, I can't remember. I don't think they kept in the tits, though. Well, but still, I was like, holy shit. They cursed. Can, yeah. they, can they do that? Well, of course they can. It was one yes. in the morning on TBS. No one was watching that shit. Exactly. Except for a bunch of uh, stoners and, and film fans. Yeah. Um, so he goes and gets himself a job, a construction job. It's kind of weird, this little back and forth they have about a it's like maybe I just don't get it where he goes to the dude who's a foreman says I need a job I got my own tools he says well it's a union job and he looks like oh shit a little pissed looks over and he sees the union people over there he's like well can I talk to the shop steward and then the guy like smiles at him like yeah and then and then he has a job like why didn't he just be like can, well, I, no. can I get a job you got tools or you got a job why did they have to introduce this whole union thing with the shop steward why because for the union like uh, I'm the union work would have been whatever the main stuff, like so the actual pouring of the concrete and the rebar work yes. and the electrician yes. and this, that, the other, blah, okay. blah, blah, blah. Okay. He was to talk to the shop steward, which means he was on cleanup duty, which means he was one of the, he was basically a day worker, which is what he was. Yeah, yeah. So he he, he ended so, up like shoveling or pitch it, just doing shit. Exactly. That's that is that was the point of that. So he couldn't get a quote unquote real job. Yeah, he, he could, couldn't get the union work, but yeah. he could be could one a, of the fucking day work Mexicans. You show up, get a day job, lower pay. Off, Way lower a, pay, a, a non-union job. Yeah, non-union. How do you get a How do you get a union membership? You got to pay dues. Guy, well, yeah, have certification, pay dues. Uh, have your certifications be in the qualified field. Pay your join the union, pay your dues. That's all you got to do. We should start a podcast union. 
for better union, for better podcast rates, podcaster rates to get paid better. How does this work? <laughs> if we start a podcast union, who do we fight against? We're fighting against ourselves because we pay ourselves, Chris. Damn it. I'm a union buster. Now <laughs> I find myself a union buster. I can't be having no podcast unions nope. <laughs> coming against me. Yep. Talking about my poor distribution of funds. Exactly. <laughs> yes, Chris. I'm very conflicted. <laughs> um, we, we also see Frank here. He's also doing some like uh, grunt work. I guess he's also doing day labor I work because he's just like shoveling or some yeah. shit. He's using a pickaxe. He's using a pickaxe. For whatever reason. He, he eyes shirtless, not a all ripped. He looks silly, you know, shirtless ripped with his yellow. He's so big, like dude. Yeah, not exactly. You can get a job somewhere else if you. And also, if you're like homeless and drifting, where are you getting the protein? How, there's no way you can be that size. Where are you getting the protein? Where are you, what's your routine? Are you doing isometrics? How are you getting? Just how do you get the the heft? He's, well, this is the future. Maybe he's on some future steroids that people that they just don't talk about in the movie. Ooh, the Vince McMahon ones. <laughs> exactly. The yes. One. The, well, say, say. I mean, he must, Him and the Rock must be on the same ship because they get bigger as they as they get older, which does not. Compute like I, physically. I bet you. I bet you. If you measure the Rock's hat size, it's gone up since two thousand whatever because of HGH. Like yeah. like Barry Bonds. Uh, that's why uh, he got big. Yeah, his <laughs> his head got bigger. His hat his hat size got bigger. Your skull does not grow after a certain point. <laughs> it's not supposed to, at least. Oh boy, is boy. Oh, Jesus, Barry. Um. So Frank offers uh like like Nada he's. The foreman gets him right away. No sleeping on the site, you goddamn bum. Uh, so Frank is like, come with me. We'll go to Justiceville. Show you. They got hot food and showers. Sounds pretty good. It's a shanty town. Yeah. Uh, we should be expecting more of these in our in our futures. Yes. L.A. is like one-eighth shanty town. Yes. The the homeless problem mm-hmm. in L.A. County is, in California in general, in the country in general, it's bad. Pretty much everywhere. Yeah. But, uh, man. Well, it has a lot to do with the mental health issues, but we're not going to get into that in it's this podcast. It's got a lot to do with mental health <laughs> issues and the capitalism and all this stuff. Um, that's the thing with capitalism. Uh, hard to make money in mental health. Well, yeah. Because mentally ill people, it's, it's although, harder for them to have like steady jobs, high paying jobs. Although, 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 I mean, it does fall underneath you know the healthcare spectrum where it's, there's definitely more money in the treatment than in the cure. So there's so there's, there's money to be the, made somewhere. There's money to be treatment. made in those facilities that you open up and yes. you fill them full of mentally ill people, yes. keep them doped up, yes. and then they just wander yes. around the halls. Yes, I don't know. I've only seen one flow over to Cooper's Nest like twice. Yes, so I don't. yes, that that is how you make money, Chris. And girl interrupted. Is that the one where uh, is Angelina Jolie? I think so. Where's that Gio? That's a different movie. No, no, yeah, <laughs> whoa, yeah, whoa. no, yeah, whoa, yeah. I mean, in both movies, there is a very attractive woman that has major mental health issues. Major <laughs> mental health issues. But they, they take different tasks. Yes, they yes, take. They they're different. Those are different movies. Um, Justiceville. Also, a weird thing where like NATO won't answer him right away, and Frank's like, "Ah, fuck it." Yep. <laughs> it's so it speaks to your thing where they can't trust each other, won't work together. No, so, but he still follows, and he's like, "I don't like a guy following unless I know why." He's like, "I don't mm-hmm. join up with a guy unless I know, know where we're going." Where we're going, and then Frank is like, oh, "Okay, this guy, I think I think I like it. I think we can be friends." We're both skeptical of each other. Frank is for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I can appreciate that. We're both skeptics. Frank is for sure the one reaching across the aisle, holding out a helping hand, trying to help his brother. Mm-hmm. 
not as more the guy where he's like pulling himself up from his bootstraps. Well, I mean, especially when he goes to the local institution and they have nothing for him. I mean, yes, and then, but at the same time, like he definitely makes a switch. I mean, the the entire reason why he fights Frank is so he can wake him up. Yes, if, if that's not caring, I don't know what the fuck is. He becomes <laughs> in the search for an ally. He becomes a carer in the form of. Uh, clothesline suplexes and backdrops. Backdrops on the on the concrete. Just straight up. What's <laughs> we can talk about that fight? That's a good fight. Um, important when they get to the camp, we meet Gilbert. Gilbert's uh, like he got tools, he can help out. We get one of our showers is falling apart, so he's like a sort of de facto leader of this shitty little shanty town that's just in like a raised corner lot. Looks like a random. Uh, a lot south of downtown Orlando, mm-hmm. <laughs> next to I four. Yeah, the people just took over on the Division Avenue side of I four. Yeah, the people just took over. Man, that's a good idea. We should do that. Mm-hmm. And then we can get out. We, we divide up and do rent. Is that how you do tent cities? The, the tent, the tent, little tent. I guess tent towns they have in the woods. Like they have those around here, but yeah. then you're living in the woods. Yeah, you don't want to live in the woods. I don't want to live in the woods, that's for sure. Some people do, but I do not. I mean, I can survive in the woods if I have to, but, I mean, running water's real nice. (laughs) I'm just saying. Running water's good, (laughs) y'all. Running water's real nice. Hot water's even better. It is. I mean, it's not completely necessary. I'd rather, I would rather have cold running water than no running water at all. That's true. But I'd rather have hot running water than I have to build a fire. Yes. Agreed. For, uh, for fire stuff. Yeah. Uh, speaking of fires, great movie for barrel fires. Yeah. Love a good barrel fire. Looking at my notes, he gets the food. Oh, he gets his food, right? He gets a second helping because he's such a big boy. Uh, and that's how nice he's shit. It's, and it, then it goes to show Carpenter showing how we'll help each other. We'll even give each other a little bit of extra if we have it. Um, Despite the Reaganomics, anti-capitalism, we're all asleep messaging. I do feel like it's still a... It's a helpful film. Yes, it is. He still believes in people. I mean, there's a, there, there's a group of people actively resisting. Yep. There's people helping out each other. Even when they're asleep, they're still helping out each yeah. other. Um, and then it ends, you know, with them winning. Yeah. So... Uh, and then it's, it's a funny, joyous occasion because a, a naked lady with titties is like, ah! Well, because she's riding interdimensional alien dick. Oh, baby. <laughs> What's up? Um, Frank gives Nada his backstory. Got a wife and two kids back in Detroit. He, he says specifically Detroit. Uh, so also that means... This place is in Detroit. Nope, it's not Detroit, and also that means... It's not Detroit, it's not Denver, Colorado. We've we've knocked off two cities. Whatever problem is going on, we now know is at least nationwide, it's not just happening in this city. Like, this isn't just an isolated event. Yeah, it's just the economy is collapsing everywhere. People are drifting, looking for work. He says, I haven't seen him in six months. Um, So he's bitching about, like, wealth and inequality, and he's doing some real eat-the-rich type shit. I can really, really get behind it. Frank's my dude. Mm Mm-hmm. Frank is my dude. And uh, Nata just sits there and listens. He's eating. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's not really huh? offering up too much. He's staying kind of silent in this. I guess it's just being a sort of a... Um, I still don't know too much about this guy type of thing. Um, But this he does where he says here, I still believe in America. You know, if I, yeah. I work hard, I show up, work hard, I, I'm, eventually I'll get it. And Frank's like, it's just sort of like whatever, man. Um, 
This is when we get our first pirate signal on the TV. And uh, this dude with the beard, he's like, oh, what a goddamn, what's wrong with the TV? And then this, I don't know, Drew, did you happen to notice that when the signal is involved, you may have noticed this. You may not have noticed. Because it's a very subtle detail that doesn't come up. But apparently, the signal gives people headaches. Mm -hmm. Did you notice that? Mm -hmm. They don't really hit that too hard. I mean, they talk about it at least three times in this scene. JK, they talk about every <laughs> dude, every, like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. They're all well, like, and then, the headaches well, and then with the glasses well, every then, time Well, then off. it's the opposite, too. Like, when you wear the glasses for too yeah. long, that gives you a headache as well. And, and every time, it's like, oh, they made such an emphasis. I mean, I'm well, I mean, I'm sure if you pause a real and, commitment and, to it. and read that giant chalkboard in the back of the scene coming up, yeah. m- maybe you can get some information on oh that. yeah there's a picture of a brain and all weird signals and like numbers and letters the, and strange uh, bullshit the production design there is interesting so we get a signal right so we have a signal uh our our fat well, our fat nerd sandwich pops up and also so, 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 they're controlling us they're controlling us well, we're that, asleep well that that and you, this is also where we get rowdy rowdy piper looking at the blind preacher who's saying the same thing i love so, that so much so here's my question is it the blind preacher, because he's part of the group and mm-hmm. knows whatever he's been saying, is it that he just knows or is somehow... Does the, he just know the script? Or is somehow the signal impacting his brain, too? <laughs> That's what I think is That's happening. what I want to know. That's what I think is okay. happening. Okay, okay. Uh, it's more likely that he just knows the script, but the way he, like, stops with the no, signal... No, what I'm saying. It's like, it's like yeah. stopping him. Uh, yeah, it's a... It's, it's like he's tuned in. It's getting... Yeah. <laughs> like, I may be blind. <laughs> See something like that later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that when they cut to the preacher, um, and he's like just mouthing the words, and then and then uh, it's like he's tuned in like a radio signal. Yes, it's awesome. And then the the, the dude turns the channel uh, to get rid of the signal. The guy with the beard, and he's like, oh, "I'll get rid of that." And uh, Nada. Nada, Roddy Piper, sees the preacher and Gilbert arguing. And he's like, why are these guys arguing? And they go into the church as they're arguing. He's like, oh, this is strange. Um, but he does. He follows them in later. He follows them the next day, right? Yep. Uh, oh, I do like this. We are focused only on our own gain. I wrote down as part of the uh, part of the, 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 the hacker speech there. The yeah. soliloquy. Thank you so much. The, uh, the aside, the... Anyway, <laughs> I'm trying to think of another. They, uh, the next morning, another video plays, another signal comes through. Uh, and this is when he says that the signal must be destroyed at the source. So these videos are really just, they're just smart exposition dumps. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Where the first one, it's like, they're aliens, they're controlling us, we're all asleep. Yeah. The second one, it's like, there's a signal, has to be destroyed, we can't do it, we gotta find a source. And, and, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know, like, shh. So people are like, oh, my head, and then it, then it becomes part of the movie. But really, they're just dumping information on you. Uh, pretty slick way to do it. And uh, uh, this is when uh, Nada sees Gilbert run into the church, so he follows him. And also, as he follows him, like, you hear a church choir singing, and he goes inside, and uh, it's... It's uh, empty. Oh, shit, there... It's a weird lab where they're making sunglasses? Yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's a funny pan where yeah. it's like, drug lab, drug lab, drug lab, drug lab, drug lab. Sunglass lab. Sunglasses. <laughs> like, this is a weird... Uh, yeah, they're, they're making sunglasses. It's just like uh, a Warby Parker uh, beta version. Well, it, they have to start somewhere. It looks you know? it, well, it looks like they're buying sunglasses and then making the film that cha- that 
allows you to see them. Yes, that you would put on them and be seen through, I guess. Like, like you said, they don't really. <laughs> they don't. It's, I mean, it's look, a, look at that chalkboard. Right. They're, they're doing that right then. Within a day, they have leaped the technology so far forward yeah. that they have contact lenses. So Apparently, those were being manufactured in another church somewhere um, uh, and they've got those so they weren't Wait, too so they're mad. making so they're making contact lenses and, like sun, making sunglasses in a church that's one thing those go on my face if you're making contact lenses in a church they'll go those go literally on directly yeah. to my eyeball yeah. i am that, that's not that's not sterile i'm not doing that oh you're looking for a sterility i'm looking in your, in your I'm fight looking, against the I'm, I'm looking to not aliens? i'm looking to not lose my eye due to infection in the fight against uh. the internet dimensional Extraterrestrials. Um, that's fair. That's what I'm saying. Just wash them. <laughs> Look, we give them to you in this nice little solution. What do you want? <laughs> you do it. We'll, you do it. We'll give you the lenses and the and the solution. You take it home and you do it. How about that? Okay. All right. Fine. Fine. Fight the power. I, I just want to disinfect these things. <laughs> Fine. That's all I want. It's a little just, disinfection. Does everyone get mad at each other about the contact lenses? Guys, guys, this is why we can't. This is why we can't beat the aliens. You're getting all hung up on the on the contact lenses. Just wear the glasses, Drew. No, I want the contact lenses. I want them to be clean. <laughs> Don't you? <laughs> You're gonna get a staph infection tomorrow because that shit. <laughs> well, then why don't you complain to the Better Business Bureau, no. Mister Capitalist? I see what you're doing. You're trying to stand with the capitalists. Because they're because they're run by the aliens too. They probably are, right? Those sons of bitches. <laughs> um. So when he goes in there, he sees the uh, he sees the setup, and and he hears sort of that the and then we as a camera like we go into the next room into the the, the main church where there's we part of the, the resistance. Yeah, the, the people are there. Yeah. Gilbert's there. Uh, random black dude that's not Frank and uh, the, the preacher. Oh no, preacher comes in, in the back and uh, and uh, fat fat nerd Santa, Doomsday Santa. Yep. Um, and then a weird but important detail where where. Piper like stumbles backwards and bumps into a wall and, and knocks open a secret compartment with a bunch of boxes in there and you'd think it's because oh he made a noise he's gonna get caught which he sort of yeah. does but it's really because he, so he can go back later to find, find the glasses find the glasses that are hidden um, and then the blind preacher comes up on him grabs his face obviously checking to make sure we'll find out who he is yeah he's checking his hands checking his face uh, is, is that he, he can tell that he's a, a human so He's like, hold on, let me show you something. He's looking for glasses. Yeah. He's going to give him a pair of glasses. Right then and there. And he's like, no, I got it. I got it. I got to go. Gee, I'm sorry. And so he leaves the preacher behind. And preacher's like, I may be blind, but I can see or something like that. Something, some witty shit, you know, that John Carpenter was high as hell when he wrote it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's, he's, he spies on Gilbert with binoculars all day and all night from the camp. Frank comes over and sees what's up, and he just suggests, like, you know, isolationism. He's like, man, leave it alone. I got a job. I want to keep it that way. You just got a job. Why are you fucking around with shit? And um, Nada's like, oh, I can't, can't leave it alone. What's the problem? And this is super funny. This, this is a total movie thing. This is like when in Terminator Salvation, that's a big G one, right? Where they're in a diner, a lone building in the middle of the desert, all by themselves. Uh, the main characters and they're having a conversation. Everything's cool. Then all of a sudden, a gigantic 
Terminator is like outside their mm-hmm. building attacking them. Mm-hmm. It's like how did this thing get there silently? It's it's huge. Well, it makes so much noise. Here. It's what happens here where yeah. he's like he's looking through the binoculars. Yeah, and then all of a sudden there's a fucking there's a helicopter. Yeah. And oh, a dude with a fucking rifle on it. Yeah. And then all oh, and, 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 and then, then the police and, show up. And then police and then police cars show up. Yes. And then behind them a battalion of armed with bats and shields and flares mm-hmm. and a giant bulldozer. And a damn bulldozer. They show up. They raid the church. They raid the shanty town. They destroyed the whole thing. And it's a great sequence of the cops just. And you know what? It's funny now when you watch it. I'm sure you watch it at the time. This is even before Rodney King. Yeah. You watch it at the time. Even though you're taking uh, from like. 60s civil rights and 70s Vietnam protests. You're taking from that imagery. Yeah. Even then, it's you watch it. They're going through. They're grabbing a couple of people. They're knocking shit over. But they're just walking through. But for the most part, they've just got shields up they moving shields. forward. They're holding their batons. They're moving forward. They're not interacting too hard with everyone. They're just no. pushing them backwards. Yeah. Now, it's like, oh, they went soft. They should have been, like, whacking them, pepper well, spraying well, people. Well, they, 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 they do go a little hard when they finally do raid them, when they call them blah, 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 communists or whatever. Yes. When, during that raid, yeah. they go fucking hard, yeah. Oh, dude. Later, yeah, the, that was what I was expecting. Yes, yeah. they do. At the the basement raid, they fucking, uh, they, that's a shoot to kill. Yeah. But when they first take over to Shantytown, it's like, man, they could be going, it, it looks great, but they could be going harder. But then, uh, like, Neda, he gets away, and he goes behind, like, a building, and he sees a bunch of cops yeah. have Whooping the, the preacher. Shit out of the blind, out of, out of the two oldest <laughs> men that you can find, <laughs> the, they're getting the shit beat out of them. Yeah, the, the oldest, unfittest dudes, and, like, there's, they have, like, five guys on them each just oh. uh, beating the shit out of them. Uh, and it's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. He goes, yeah, this is what happened. Yes. This, this is bad. Yes. Uh, Neda rescues, like, a random kid. <laughs> yes. I've seen this movie... Minimum no, it was, a dozen times. It's not random kid. It's binoculars kid. Is that binoculars kid? Yeah. Okay. Well, you say he was binoculars kid. It's binoculars kid. I've never put that together. It's yeah. like he just grabs a kid. I keep forgetting about that moment. He saves him, gives him to uh, another guy who we saw earlier at the camp complaining with his daughter about the headaches. Mm-hmm. I did recognize them. Yeah. Um, and it's funny when they do, they make it up to some shitty apartment. And there's like a black there's dude a black in there. Guy, I think he's smoking a joint. I think, I think he lives. <laughs> I think he lives in that in that shitty apartment. Well, just smoking th- a joint. I think I think he just sits in that chair. Yeah, I, I don't think he does anything else. That's his life. <laughs> and uh, and they're all freaking out about the cops and everything. And he's just like, he's just this he, the way it is, man. He's like, you can hang out here if you want to. It's like <laughs> it's like this is my life. Yeah, this is this is it. Um, it, it's a wild. Great sequence. I love the use of the flares, mm-hmm. the hard red flares, because then it gives you that great, the red-blue sort of thing that we're always all about. Um, really dynamic lighting here. Yeah, there's lots of hard shadows. It l- looks great. The movie mm-hmm. looks fantastic. I had to look up the cinematographer. This guy is named Gary Kibb, K-I-B-B-E. And uh, interesting filmography. Very, very varied, all sorts of stuff. But I like how this one, it's... Outside of the stuff with the flares, there's a lot of natural-looking stuff, but mm-hmm. just uh, very strong shadow work. Um, man, it just looks good. It looks, it's very professional. And then it's film. Yeah. So even though it's mega low budget well, and at then, $3 and, million, and some of it's black and white film. Oh, it looks so good. Mm-hmm. It looks so good. Um, so they clear out Justiceville. Justiceville is fucked. The next morning, this is when the fashion show is playing on the TV while he's... Uh, Going through all the the shit, the raised camp, and in the fashion show, someone mentions the Roaring Night. We're heading into the Roaring Nineties. I was like, oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. Which is 
Uh, now exactly with the twenties, roaring twenties, well, I mean, shit. It's, it's, I mean, the bubble. It keeps happened twice since. Yeah, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The nineties was an economic boom. I remember that shit. Oh boy. Um, he goes to the church to get the box. Takes it down an alley, pulls out a pair of sunglasses. Like, what the fuck? Stashes the box nonsensically in trash, and then walks around with the sunglasses on. And then I wrote down here he goes for an epic walk because mm-hmm. that is what. Motherfucking happens. Yeah. Uh, a long couple days. Dude, I've had a long day. <laughs> no, he's first had a long day, and then when he finally meets up with Homeboy, he's been, he says, I've had a long couple days. Yeah, he just had a long <laughs> couple days. Yeah, when he puts in the last one before. That's very true. Um, he puts on the glasses, he's like, and he sees the ground is black and white. He puts them on, looks up, sees the first billboard, and says, Obey. That's when we, and we finally start yep. getting the shit. The subliminal messages. And it looks, it looks great. Uh-huh. I like how... We haven't even talked about the music. Oh, you're wearing an Obey shirt. Of course, I, I didn't have, even notice that. I've, I, I've I like co- how you theme your shirts. I've come to realize that I I think I have like a dozen Obey shirts now. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. So if you grab a random shirt, yeah. then chances are it could be an Obey one. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's funny. You haven't even talked about the music. Um, his least synthy. Yeah, score? It's, it's his least carpentry score. It's it's very uh, blues. I was about to. Say, well, that and it's uh, a lot of harmonica work. Yes. At one point in time, Roddy Piper's playing a harmonica, and then <laughs> yeah, like, later on, <laughs> later on in the movie, like I'm like, is that a fucking harmonica? Yeah. <laughs> um, it gets a little synthy later, but it's mostly just this blues thing. And then when he puts on the glasses and he's walking around, there's no music. Nope. It's just the sounds of the city yeah. and him taking it's it all in. Silence. And I feel like that's a choice uh, filmmakers today would be scared to make because yeah. it's like you're really trusting that your audience is going to be sucked in into the situation that they just want to absorb it. You don't need uh, music to tell them that, oh, shit, this is tense. Yeah. You know, they don't need a boom because it sure to be happening. Yeah. Just, you know. In your mind. Based on the story in your mind, yeah. And I think they did it here. I already had a mental boom going just watching. Uh, He puts on glasses, he obey. Uh, Hope, all sorts of signs. Marry and reproduce. Obey, consume, marry and reproduce. Um, At the newsstands, like no no thought, no independent thought. Stay asleep. Stay stay asleep. Uh, My favorite one is when uh, the newsstand guy is like, hey, buddy, like you going to buy that? And he looks down at his hand and the money says, this is your your God. But I also like how... He has money. He has the glasses off. He sees his money. He puts the glasses on, and then it cuts to pieces of paper. Yeah. Like, it's clearly yeah. not the same material. No, no, not, no, even, no. not even close. No. Like, they went to a printer. They print out some pieces of paper. It's weird how they you, just. I mean, it's weird like, how you can tell It looks that. like they just cut out pieces of paper the size of dollar bills. Yes. And, and then just printed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's weird how you can tell. Right. I, I guess that's just the power, like, how strong film is in detail. I can tell the texture of that thing mm-hmm. is bullshit. Um, but I do love that. But it's fine. This is your God. is yeah. great. He interacts with that one guy. He, he sees one guy at the news stand who's an alien. So we get our first alien. And he's like, oh, shit. Uh, and he's like stunned in the silence for a while. Yeah, he just. Yeah. He, yeah. 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 You just gave me the yeah, just Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> um, so. Uh, what we, uh, oh, he goes into a he goes into a store. It's sort of like a liquor store. I guess it's more like a pharmacy. There's a lot of people. It looks like a small market. Well, it also looks kind of high end. 
Yes, because everyone there is wearing suits, and uh, maybe that's just a part of town. Everyone's wearing suits and, and like a fur jacket and, and, and all that and, shit. And the majority of the people are aliens uh, when the glasses go on. At least half the, of them are aliens. Yeah. Yes, for sure. And then there's like one guy who's complaining. He's like, I don't know, man. If I should go, just go for it. it it's easy for you to say you already got the promotion. And he put, you put it on. It's, oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, the, and the guy is such a sad sack. Yeah. He, he's playing it great, this random actor. He's a human. Then the other guy is like, oh, relax, man. Alien. Yeah. Oh, I see what they're doing. Mm-hmm. This one, he looks up at the TV, and it's like the sort of, I guess, a Reagan. Um, like, I'm just surprised that he even goes straight up with like a Reagan voice. Like, yeah. it's a new morning in America. Yeah. Like, it sounds like a younger voiced guy. So I'm thinking it's just a, uh, uh, what do you call well, it? The next person, the successor. I mean, probably not. The, I mean, yeah, probably the successor, but he's yeah. still using the exact same rhetoric. Yes, so it's a new morning in America. So, like, he, he's definitely referencing Reagan. And this image is actually oftentimes when you see, like, they live promotional stuff. Oh, it's it's the, the one. Yeah. It's the image you use. It's a guy behind a podium and it says obey behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's funny that that's the image because it's just something he sees on a TV in a store at one point. It's not even like a plot point. No, but it's, it's a very, it represents a plot point. Say, but, but it's a very powerful image. It Chris. is. It's wild. It is. <laughs> I mean, that, that, it's a strong. That is visual movie. Every politician ever. A bummer, isn't it? Isn't, All of them. Isn't that a bummer? <laughs> uh, it's like who's paying them? Where's the money coming from? That's where. That's where. That's who's putting up that obey sign behind him. Um, and then it's funny when he looks up on the TV. He goes, uh, "The first thing he sees, the first thing he says after he puts on glasses, he goes, it figures. Yep, <laughs> figures would be something like this." Mm-hmm. And he like even sees the humor yeah. in it. I guess he'd be so horrified he'd have to laugh. Did the laugh well, or no. scream? No, yes, exa- exactly. You yeah. either, you either make fun of the situation and accept it for the cosmic joke that it yeah. is, or you fucking your psyche snaps. <laughs> you <laughs> curl in the fetal position. Or you and go you, crazy and, and you cry for the rest of your life. Uh, uh, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I have no mouth and I'm a scream type mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Uh, bumps in, the old lady bumps into him. She's like, excuse me. She's all aliened up. And uh, this is when he's like, uh, starts ranting and raving about how she's all ugly looking. Looks at someone else. You yeah. look fine. But this one, uh, what did he say? Real fucking ugly. And then he like, see, I take the glasses off. She looks okay. Looks like you. But I put it back on. Formaldehyde face. That's the one yeah. that I always remember. Formaldehyde <laughs> face. That sounds like such a wrestling zinger. Mm-hmm. Like, get out of here, formaldehyde face. That's so 80s. Um, I guess it's the alliteration that I like about it. Am I even saying that right? Formaldehyde? I think it's formaldehyde. 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 Face. Face formaldehyde. That's my finishing move. The... Did you watch wrestling at all in the 80s? Some, yeah. Like, like when you were really young? Mm-hmm. Because I watched a little bit when I was younger. I mean, like... And ho- I got back into it in the 90s. Yeah, I mean, I was, you know, WWF, WWF, fucking Jake the Snake, Sting, his, his, all like, those biggest, fuckers. His run was, like, that time period. It was, like, his biggest run was 84, yeah. 83, 84, that's like WrestleMania, to uh, about 2000. Yeah, I was, really. I was probably in, like, the mid... Mid nineties, so like probably like ninety to ninety five, maybe. Yeah, is when I was yeah, in yeah, wrestling, yeah. and that's when he was mostly WCW. I want to say, I think that yeah. during the late nineties, um, I was a big fan. I yeah. loved him. I, yeah, I, I st- love his Piper's Pit. I stopped watching when fucking like the, all the NWO stuff started. I'm like, no, this is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> when, when it started, yeah. Oh, no, that's when I started watching WCW. Like, oh. I was like, oh, this is great. Oh, that's when I stopped. Uh, fucking take it. It was like that was the same time as the Raw stuff. I stopped watching wrestling when I got to college. 
I was like, I have other interests now. <laughs> like, I, like, I, like, I, like, I found girls and drugs. I find, my, <laughs> I, I find myself having other interests at the moment. Like I said, Chris, I found girls and drugs. It also coincided with wrestling imploding for a while, so it all worked out for the best for everyone. It worked the best for everyone that we all walked away from each other. <laughs> took a break. We took a much-needed break. It was one of those things. Um, figures would be something like this. From out of face, she says, oh, he walks backwards and trips, and then she's like, I've got one that can see, and talks into his Hair wrist wristwatch. Watch. This cues another great carpenter trope he did this in assault on precinct 13 he did this uh um uh, again what uh, give me another one where he does the um people oh prince of darkness is one where they raided they're trying to get into a church a bunch of homeless people are trying to get into a church because they're all trying to awaken the, uh, the, the 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 devil himself it's like people walking uh robotically in unison at someone slowly, sort of like a zombie type oh, thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they all do this where he looks up and now they're all and they're talking all, to her watches no, 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 and they're no, no, all reporting, no, 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 no. yes, walking forward. And it's like, oh shit. Like now I have all their attention. Mm-hmm. Um, you done fucked up, bro. Yeah. I think I wrote that down. I think I wrote that he fucked up. Um, yep. Bumps into lady and makes a scene, realizes he fucked up. Those are my exact words. Um, he gets assaulted by two cops in an alley right as he tries to get away. Uh, and, and both of them are aliens yep. and this is like I mean again zeitgeisty it's like abolish the police because they're fucking interdimensional aliens that's why we don't know we gotta <laughs> stop giving them money they're using it against us yeah. um, and he kills them both 27 brah on a motherfucking oh that's what that means he totally did <laughs> he totally did yeah oddly enough I was listening I listen, uh, was listening to my punk list the other day and April yeah. 22nd 1992 came up and I was like hmm interesting that is interesting. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a very, very relevant song. It's like they want you to know. Mm-hmm. It's like they want you to know. Um, they want you to be mad. Who's doing this to us? Uh, he kills them both, uses their gear to arm up. Great shot from inside the cop car of him grabbing the shotgun. And you're like, oh shit. Well, I think he can walk into a bank and blow a bunch of motherfuckers away. And it's not pre-planned. Like, he's walking down the street with his glasses on. Now he has all his, all his guns and shit. And he sees, like, cops coming so down the street. So he just backs into a door. Yes. Turns around. It's a fucking big-ass bank. One of these big ones with a huge lobby and mm-hmm. shit. Um, they got one or two of those downtown. The uh, iconic line. And turns around, sees half of them are aliens. Yep. So what does he say? I'm gonna kick ass. I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. Classic. One of the corniest lines of all time. Of all time. And yet somehow, it's pipe. I think it's Piper. It's a ridiculous situation. It's Carpenter. It's Carpenter. <laughs> it's uh, the look of the aliens. Like they kind of look like bubble gum. <laughs> uh, it's a. It's weird how that works. Like. He, Nine times out of ten, I feel like he put that line in the movie, like, oh, this is corny as fuck. But he put it in this one. It's like Breakfast Club. Emilio Estevez says, just two hits, me and you, you hit in the floor. It's like, it's super corny, but this is Breakfast Club. It's working. Man, I, I'm feeling this should, moment. We should talk to John Carpenter about putting out some They Live bubble gum. Some blue, blue pink bubble gum that he chew on it and it gets mashed up as he chew on it. We'll call it They Chew. They, oh, they Chew. And we'll just have a picture of one of the aliens right up front, and that's it. Just, poof, they Chew. They Chew. Uh, comes in uh, raspberry flavor and blue raspberry flavor. Exactly. It's all, it's all raspberry. We just put some blue dye. Yeah. Okay. It's, 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 Make it's, sure we're on the same page. It's, it's just beaver anus. That's all it is. Is that 
Raspberry, right? Yeah. yeah. It's all beaver. It's mostly beaver anal gland mixed with a little bit of uh, yellow number five. That's a good one, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, there is a great shot of him blowing the brains out of a teller with his shotgun. It's like, dude, he, it's from a distance. He shoots a lot of people, but shoot, one guy, a you couple, get like hardcore th- blood there, splatter. Th- that one, and then there's another one later in color. Where, yes. Because this one's in black and white yes. because he's got his glasses on. Yes. But later there's one in color, which is just equally as graphic. Yes. <laughs> and it's crazy because uh, it's an R-rated movie, and he's Carpenter, and he's been violent before. He's I mean, got shotguns. He's got shotguns. Uh but I guess that shows some restraint to the point where then when it does happen in the movie, it pops. Yeah, it's like, whoa! It's like, whoa, that thing is real. <laughs> the consequences of this gun are real. Um, he sees an alien in the corner who's giving the description. He's like, uh, blonde hair, uh, finished it with, the, he's got glasses, and he's going to go and blow him away. But he's got he's to talk to him first. He's like, oh, I don't think so, buddy. And pop, boop, and he bleeps. So he sees one. Plot point. He sees one leave. That's important. Yep. That's important for later. Che- Chekhov's teleport. <laughs> Chekhov's wristwatch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're seeing this rich wristwatch, this Irish wristwatch doing quite a bit. Um, we should also sell the live wristwatches. Fake gold. Hell yeah. Are you kidding me? This is capitalism we're talking about here. I ain't trying to lose money on these deals. Um, he runs into a real cop and lets him live. Yeah. He runs into a real cop and lets him day live. Uh, I also like how... Movie's called They Live, but it's part of a a, a, a two line. A two line, yeah. and it's you only see it. No one ever says it, but you see it in the church. They yeah. live, we sleep. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Um, but he lets them live. He lets the cop live, and it's also really funny. <laughs> it's the point. The point is that he's not killing people randomly. He's killing yeah. aliens, right? Exactly. But it's funny how it happens to emphasize. He's like going down an alley, and the a single cop just runs up on him. And he's like, oh, stops him with a shotgun. Put it down. Put it down. Go get, get it out, out of here. here. Uh, and then and then he just turns around and runs away. And there's a shot of this cop just like running his ass. For his life. For his life. <laughs> and it's like, this is it's such a corny little moment. But I understand why it's yeah. here. And because and, we can't hate this dude. He's our hero. You can't just be out there killing people. Yeah. Also, then, okay, made me think of this. The flip side. We got a movie in which a white guy, armed to the teeth, Walk into a public space and just start shooting people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's problematic. That has a different resonance. Although, in, in 2020 than it did in 1988. Although, to be fair, he did shoot up a place full of white people. <laughs> That's true. He shot up a bank, and it was full of white people. I'm not saying I'm it's that. white. On, it's white on white violence. It's white on white violence. How come people never talk about white on white violence? Huh? Google that. Google white on white violence. Dude, Google white on white racism. Google, Come on. White on white. <laughs> there, there's a reason why the Irish and the English don't like each other, Chris. It's like, I, I, got, I can hardly understand ye. <laughs> oh, I can hardly understand ye. <laughs> speak the Queen's English. Oh, speak the Queen's English. No, guys, no, guys, no, 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 no. We're Catholic. We're Protestant. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. That's, that's what that is. Catholic Protestant, so it's just like yeah, uh huh. Our masses should be enlightened. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, pretty much, guys. Guys, <laughs> be cool to each other. Our priests shouldn't be pedophiles. Yes, they should. Yes, they should. <laughs> yes, they. Well, they shouldn't, but we should move them around maybe a little bit, don't you think? I think if we just move the priests around, then we won't have to worry about <laughs> the damage it does to the little boys because then the priests are gone. Actually, I like this idea. Monsignor's idea is pretty good. I think we can finally come together as people. Um, <laughs> goddamn priest! It's so weird, man. 
Look at mine. We have a spotlight poster around it, here somewhere. It doesn't, it's not weird at all, Chris. Once you realize that the religion is just as corrupt and shitty as everything else. Yeah. It's because it's all made by people. Yeah. And we're corrupt and shitty. That makes sense. Um, speaking of being corrupt and shitty, so this white guy shoots up a public space and then he kidnaps a woman. Yes, a, a white woman. This is our hero. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. He kidnaps a woman. Uh, this is I Holly mean, she Thompson. To- she totally gets her revenge. Yo. And then he gets his revenge. Uh, yo, we get revenge upon revenge later. It turns out, collaborator. Uh, weird eye, the lady is a collaborator. So, I get, so is half of her career just based on the fact yes. that her eyes are like... Or, you can't stop looking at them. They're like almost <clears throat> almost white. They're so pale blue. Yeah. It's like they almost, if they didn't have a dark ring around them, they would get well, lost well, no, in exactly. And, 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 and I think that that's the striking part. It's it's those eyes. Yeah. I mean, she's okay looking other than she's that, okay but, but those eyes are fucking striking. She's a fine actress, but those eyes are, what the hell? Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. She's a real person. Yeah. Um. So uh, he kidnaps her. It's like, uh, do you, do you live alone? And she's like, uh, uh. It's like, perfect. Take me there. No, for, for, perfect for raping. No. First, he asks, "Do you have a husband?" She says, "Yes." He says, "Don't fucking lie to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't, don't lie to me." <laughs> yeah, that's, that is true. Yeah, uh, but he he ascertains that she's uh, unmarried and lives alone, so yeah. they go back to her place. I mean, what are they going to go back to his place? His place got teared down by a fucking bulldozer last night. Yeah, true. He technically <laughs> he's, got a, he's homeless. He doesn't have a place. <laughs> so also, they probably took like, his bag and his. He had his. Uh, his roll, his uh, sleeping bag yeah. on there. That's probably gone. Oh, yeah. this poor dude. He lost everything. Oh, yeah. His clothes on his back and the glasses on his face. Which he had to take off and be like, oh, the headache. Well, then and, and then lose and then go back and find out because he loses them in this. Yeah, it's very, it's very important that he ends up losing them. Um, so you go back to her place. She thinks he's nuts and trips him up with some logical shit. He's like, put on the glasses and you'll see what's going on. And she's like, if I put them on, I'm just going to say that I see what you want me to see. So he doesn't give me cool and not kill me. And he's like, oh, fine. I'm, I'm sick of your shit, lady. You talk. It's like, you a woman. Stop talking, woman. Why can't you be more like a man? That's, those are the vibes mm-hmm. I'm getting from, mm-hmm. from this guy. Uh, more and more problematic, I'm seeing as we get along. Mm-hmm. That is fine, though. Uh, it's funny, though. Where she, So she's like, she gets a bottle, uh, like a champagne or a wine and a glass. She's like, I'm thirsty. But she goes to get some alcohol. She's standing by a window. She mentions that she works at a TV station, and it's like it triggers something for him. And he's like, oh, TV. They're sending out a signal through the TV. So then we get a top-down shot of her and him, quote, air quotes, him walking up to a TV, mm-hmm. clearly a dude in a wig. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she does this kung fu spin around so fast, whoosh, yeah, right where, to the bottle, exactly. backhanded. Where, where you get, he gets hit in the head with the bottle, and somehow... The force of that sends him through... through not only through the window, but because the, because of where the house is in it's a the LA house. Hills, yeah. he literally gets thrown down a mountain. And yes, it is so funny, and it is a three-shot, okay? It's a four shot because you have the yeah. interior shot of him going through the glass. Yep. Then you then have the exterior shot of his going through the glass. Yes, and then but there's two of them. But before he lands, the shot changes so yeah. he lands. Yes, and there's actually so there's a shot of him coming out. And it's like ah, yeah. someone gets throws himself yep. out a window. Yep. And then there's a shot from underneath where yeah. he's like flipping forward, and in that shot you can looks, clearly see the wig. Yeah. Um, and then there's a shot of him 
like hitting the hill and like rolling the last. Which is Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper drops himself down for like that last seven, ten feet. Well, he's a, he's a, he's, he's a professional he's, wrestler. I was say, he, technically, he's a professional stuntman. You, yeah, <laughs> you, you use that, right? You have a stuntman. You get him to do some of these falls. Uh, which, you're not throwing him out a fucking which is, glass window. Which is why the fight is so good. Yes, because he can actually be in a lot of it, uh, help choreograph it and all he's, that stuff. He's a fucking wrestler. He hey, did that to a cop. He, hey, he, he, he clotheslined the cop. The hey, first thing he did was a clothesline. Yeah. Hey, hey, we want to do a street fight. Okay, I can do a street fight. Street <laughs> fight. I've been in street fights my whole life. Hey, <laughs> I got you. Um, so knocks his ass out. And then we get like a montage of him seeing cops. They're coming and he gets away while she's on the phone reporting what happened. Yep. And I think it's it's... A setup to make it seem like she's talking to the cops, but the way she's talking to the cops, yeah, like she's totally collaborating. She's talking to the uh, the aliens, the, the the to the bad guys. Yeah, um, but we don't find out to the end. We don't put all that together to the end. Uh, well, maybe you didn't. I definitely didn't. I was like, oh, what twist? Fr- Frank got did dirty in this movie, man. He got did. He um, how they call the cops? Isn't that the point, though, Chris? It is the point. When you see the system for what it is, you try to work against it, collaborate against it, get down. Uh, he sleeps in an alleyway in a amazing shot of him just like huddled with, with the shadows. And I was like, I hit a little bit of smoke coming out of his breath. It's cold. I was, I was watching my computer. I had pause, screen grab. I'm tweeting this. This is so good. It's like, it's a great shot. Well, it's a great looking movie. Um, yeah, he's like, I really, Roddy Piper doing, he's doing the work. Um, he tries to speak with Frank at the job site, but Frank won't hear it. He's like, man, you kill all those people. So he, he leaves. Uh, goes back to the alley. He's, he has his glasses when he falls down the cliff, but he sees that they're broken. So he has to go back to that alley. I thought, I thought they... I thought that they... I didn't see the glasses once we went out the window. And then when she showed up at the meeting with gl- a pair of glasses... I think they were broken. I, I, well, thought, well. I thought that he... had like, The glasses had fallen out. At her place, yeah, and then yeah, she yeah. had picked them up. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you're saying. Um, so he needs a pair. So we, exactly. Yeah. So then, but now we get this weird bit. This is unnecessary. Where he gets to the alley. Oh, and, the garbage man. And the trash has been picked up. Yeah. But the truck is still right there, there. So he goes into the truck, finds the glasses. Uh, he gets dumped out of there, and then the truck leaves. It's like, no, so no consequence. Nope. The glasses just could have still been there. Yep, they, it, he didn't need the extra. It's just a weird choice. Mm-hmm. Movies an hour thirty six minutes. It could have been an hour thirty four. Is all I'm saying. I mean, it, yeah, could have. If we we're I gonna guess. cut something, if there's something to cut, and there's very little to cut from this thing. It's this little bitty sequence here where he's like, no, oh no, oh no. Oh, oh. Also, the cleanest trash in America. Yeah, it's all just like it's shredded paper. Boxes. Yeah, <laughs> yep. No food whatsoever. No liquids. No rats. No weird no. stuff. He ain't taking out the glasses. They're covered in nope. shit. He's like, oh, has to shake him out. No, nope. put him right on his face. Disgusting. Uh, but then again, he's a dirty street bum. Um, so he finds the glasses. I love this shot where he's holding the box in his hand, and then he turns around. And Frank is there. Frank, for some reason, dunk. Yeah. <laughs> he like under- three point shot. Yeah. Dunk. <laughs> it's like I got you a week's pay. Best I can do, dunk, and just so casually yeah, throws right it like box. like ten feet into the box. I'm like, is that a first take thing? Like, did they do that over and over? I want to know. Was that an idea? Was that was that Keith David's or is, idea? Or is that just Keith David just like walking? He sees the box and Being he's like, cool. you know what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, John Carver's like, just throw it at him. Throw it at his feet, and he's like, how about this thing? Right into the box, perfectly. That's great. That's great, Keith. 
Um, John Carver doesn't really talk. He's not that high pitch of a voice, but I like I like imagine him as like a super nerd. Mm-hmm. I get it. I like when these guys they make like these tough movies or something crazy or something violent, weird, and then he talks to them and they're like, I don't, know, I just wanted, to... <laughs> I just thought it'd be fun to make a movie. <laughs> It's like, oh, I thought you'd be fucked up, man. It's like, who is it? Um, Aster, the hereditary the Midsummer yeah, guy. Yeah, no, exactly. You would think that he is like he's fucked some up. weird, like... You would think he's Rob Zombie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's, but, he's, but he's not. No. But like, he he, he, he looks like Total me guy. with glasses. He's, a normal, he's just a dude. <laughs> he's, he's, he's just like, it's like, really? He's like, nice to meet you. Hey, yeah, yeah, it's like, man, you got a really fucked up inside of your head, don't you? He's like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just want to make a comedy. Just want to make a breakup comedy. That was not a comedy, sir. I thought I was laughing. I, I, I thought it was funny. I was laughing the whole time. <laughs> just, I was just working through some cleats. <laughs> That's all. Um... Okay, so here we go. Fight. We get the fucking fight. He's the like, fight. It's like, hey, I need you to put on these glasses. And Frank is just like, fuck no, you. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm not doing anything you say. Just being obstinate. Yes. What? what, what one is the uh, unstoppable force and one is the immovable object. And here we go. The, <laughs> and apparently when you have a battle between those two things, it lasts about five and a half minutes. Yep. Uh, it's, a, it's a legendary fight, man. It is. Recreated on South Park and the Cripple Fight episode. Yep. It, was, it was Timmy. Was it Timmy? Yes, it was Timmy. And uh, Jimmy? Yes, it was Jimmy and Timmy. Jimmy. Cripple yeah. Fight! Uh, and they just recreated yeah. <laughs> How can you be allowed to do that? Uh, my favorite part. Favorite part of the fight right here. Uh, I'll, give you, I'll, give you, uh, I'll give you top three moments of the fight. Okay. Moment number three. When Roddy Piper tries to punch uh, Frank in the balls and he catches him, he's like, you dirty motherfucker. Yeah, so he, instead, he's all mad at so, him. So instead he gets the back of the skull and then a headbutt, which is yeah, he's, infinitely more painful yeah, he, than the hit to the nuts. He just rolled into that, right? Uh, favorite moment number two, Piper's on the floor. Uh, Frank holds out a hand to pick him up and Piper's was like, oh, okay. And he punches him. <laughs> yeah, he, and I like how Piper smiles like, okay, yeah. this is just going to be a little misunderstanding or yeah. uh, maybe getting, just like getting even yeah. or bonding type of thing. Yeah. And he hits him again. Motherfucker! <laughs> That's fantastic. Then my favorite part is uh, number one, with the bullet when Frank knees Piper in the balls, not once, not twice, not thrice, not four times, but five times in a row. And it's a very dramatic, like, oh, oh, like they're selling it so hard. And it's like four minutes into the fight. Mm-hmm. And at this point, like, come on, guys, you have to, let's end this. We have, we have nope. a movie to get nope. to. They have another minute of body slams and yeah. slamming each other into this, walls. This and metaphorical shit. struggle has to continue, Chris. Oh, highlight, highlight of the movie. It's so good. Um, but obviously, for the story to work, Nato, Frank wins. Fr- Frank loses. Piper wins. Gets a glass I mean, on him. Does Piper really win? I mean, in, they, all, in all reality, they both lost. In, in all reality, what Piper did, P- Piper found one of the lulls in the fight and decided to throw glasses on him and throw him into the street yeah, during he, the middle. He finally <laughs> had him worn down enough yeah. where he could put glasses on for like five seconds. Yeah. Uh, which is all he needed. All he needed because then they could see a. a Piper saw one of these earlier, but uh, like a spaceship, essentially. Yeah. So also there's spaceships flying around that, you can't see. that we can't see. Um, also like the detail of um, 
I guess there are like street signs. They have speakers that go like sleep, 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 sleep over and over. Yep. And I was like, oh, that's, that's where you get this and get stuff. I could use one of those at night, like a white noise oh, machine. Oh, God, yeah. Man, that'd be so fantastic. <laughs> just lull you to bed. Yeah, you're staring at the blue light on I the guaranteed eight, but you, you mean you can guarantee me eight hours of straight sleep? Yes, please. Sleep, sleep. Uh, yeah, you wake up in the morning reprogrammed, ready to, ready to work the day. After the fight, they check into a hotel. I love the shot of them walking all beat up but I get very slowly boom 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 uh their faces are all puffy and shit mm-hmm. Piper's uh his character's attempt to to clean himself up is just like dripping water lightly on his shoulder yep. that was weird no wonder he's so dirty mm-hmm. uh someone get this guy a rag a rag and some soap um and they agree like alright we gotta find the people who made these glasses uh And then that night, so Frank told Nada his story earlier. I got a wife and two kids back in Detroit. Now we get Nada's story. Now Nada tells his story, and it's all about his abusive dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, not just abusive, actually. Like, psychopathic, mm-hmm. like, overly violent. Um, sounds pretty horrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder, if, like, where, where, does, where does this story come from? Whose story is this? Why, it, it might actually be Roddy Piper's story. It could be part of his story. It could be part of John Carpenter's story. Maybe someone they knew. It's like, yeah, this would be the guy. This would be his uh, fucked up background. Uh, but he gets into it. So now we finally get a little bit of a background. Not that it matters. And at this point, it's so late in the game, it really doesn't matter. Right? Um, Gilbert finds Frank at the hotel and invites him to the, to the meeting. The, world's need, the world needs a wake-up call. And we're dialing it in. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they show up at the uh, the resistance resistance but, meeting. But, but first, they have to walk through the dark alleys of L.A. at night with sunglasses on. Every time they walk, all I can think of is, <laughs> I wear my sunglasses <laughs> at night <laughs> so I can, so I can. Uh, was that Corey Hart? Yes. The one only is only hit, right? Yeah, yeah I'm to pretty be. sure. I, I don't think he ever did anything else. But it's a fucking epic song. I mean, it, 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 just, it screams 80s. That is a great It is song. just, yeah. It, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that is a really good song. Nice kick going. Like, yeah, I can, I can get behind this. I can walk down the street with this. For people at home, I'm nodding my head. Um, they swap out. Uh, hey, oh, I like this. The guy at the door does this, like... It's not really a sort of CIA, like, secret knock thing. No. But, he, but he's like, hey, brothers, there's something. What is it? Right, there's something, something new, new going, going Yeah. And he, like, he points at his eyes. And, like, he knows the, he knows about the sunglasses. Oh, so that's what he's doing. Yeah. He's, he's motioning to the contact yeah. lenses. Like, he's like, listen, I can see. Yeah. It's like, I see your glasses. I see you guys. You guys got the old school shit. You got to get the new school yeah, shit. There's something but, but this new. is on the DL. He's like a big Samoan looking dude guarding like, the door. He's a white biker with a beard and a shotgun. I don't, I don't think, was he white? I I'm think trying, he was. He it, been, it, it, no, I'm pretty sure he was white. Just a big white dude. He's a big white biker. I, I know he was a big, he was a big boy. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> hey, brothers. <laughs> uh, so they get inside and they swap out the glasses for the contact lenses. They see a whole bunch of like weapons and everything. A lot of people are there. So it's, it's the movement. It's the resistance. Yes. They've made it. It's great. Okay, made it to the base. Uh, this is funny detail to where, um, Gilbert explains to everyone, most of the cops are humans. They just 
told them that we're all a bunch of commies. Yes. Said, oh, that sounds that language sounds familiar mm-hmm. still. Yeah. Uh, oh, and explaining the aliens, they're free enterprisers. The Earth is just another developing planet. We're their third world. Yes, country. Yeah. there we go. We're we're the their third, third world planet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, that actually now 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 I'm on the alien side. Yeah, I, yeah. I get it. If they're just that far advanced technologically, then mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, how how was it our fault that they're no. how's it their fault that they're exploiting us when we're so exploitable? See, you didn't expect me to take their side to flip the script, but ha- I did it. Hashtag the aliens were right. Hashtag <laughs> aliens were right. Hashtag they live. Hashtag we sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our sequel. We 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 make. They, we, we make we, we sleep. sleep, and it's about oh, the the man. benefits. Of the benefits of capitalism. <laughs> oh man, you know we could probably get some fucking funding from the GOP from this one, oh, Chris. We could get funding from uh, everybody. We, we get some money from that church in Georgia we that makes all, movies. Chris, we get all the money. We get yes, we get money from that those Cinestate people who who made uh, those Mel Gibson movies, yeah, Dragon Cross Concrete. We get all of it, man, guys. I want to make we sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how it's good. It's good that we have a. Uh, uh, Wealth and equality. This is great stuff. This is helping us all. Um, I mean, they hit all these things hmm. like verbatim, talking about the wealth and equality, talking about global warming and how it's happening. They're engineering it because they're terraforming. They're turning Terraform- our atmosphere into, atmosphere into their atmosphere. Um, it's like, yeah, all this stuff is... Yeah, it's, still, it's, it's all still-, still very relevant. Almost 40 years later? God. <laughs> Yeah, 35, almost 35 years later. Um, all we really are is livestock. Holly shows up, uh, to, goes to like, we think it's coming from a TV station. We think it's coming from like K, whatever. It, I, it, I didn't write the it only down. cable station, it's cable 54. Yeah, cable 54. It's the uh, only cable station in town. We think it's coming from there. And then Holly shows up. It's like, uh, I work there. And it's I work right. there. It's not coming from there. And they're just like, oh, okay, well, we'll just take this random lady's word for it then. We'll find another place. Uh, gee, that's suspicious that this lady shows up and throws the scent off of the cable 54. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Piper walks over there. To be he's like, like, I want to hit that. He's like, hey, I, I might still be able to get my dick wet tonight, brother. Uh, goes over to her. Uh, and she's like, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I didn't know. Um, explosion police raid. <laughs> this is where shit gets real. <laughs> yeah, this, this is a real police raid where they just... Mm, and mass casualties of characters. Well, yeah, well, Gilbert, oh, gun. Lady who gave out the context, I mean, gun. It, it's it's literally like he filmed the no knock one. Like yeah. all of a sudden the, the cops just knocked in the door and started shooting. No yeah. questions asked. They, they blew it down. <laughs> they blew it down. Started shooting. Everyone dies except for our leads, except for Frank, uh, 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 Nada, and uh, Holly. They get separated though. Just Holly goes running off, and it's a. Uh, I think this is a throw the audience off the oh, set yes. but we follow her walking outside uh, like fat guy at the door he's like getting yep. people out of there uh, and she sees the cops and she's like oh shit and sort of like doesn't run away but like walks off sort of kind of quickly so I think it, we're meant to be like oh even she didn't know this was going down mm-hmm. all that maybe she didn't know that that was going to happen maybe she would have died in the crossfire by accident and she's like just happy to get out of there I mean she's just a lowly human collaborator she's uh, she's like she, she, she might as well be a vampire's familiar Exactly. <laughs> we all know familiars are expendable. <laughs> They're the worst. Holly, uh, explosion. Uh, oh, yeah. 
So the uh, oh, I do love this shot where uh, Frank and Piper are going through alleys and uh, they're just shoot, trying to shoot their way through with a couple other people, mm-hmm. and um, the police show up and there's a bunch of them are aliens. But the way that they're set up on like the roof and behind things, and the way the camera is like kind of panning forward and has a very uh, I don't even know how to describe it interesting look, almost video game ish, especially later. When they're going through the TV station, mm-hmm. go down an alley, two guys show, got to shoot him. Go down an alley, two, two guys, guys shoot yeah, him. It's very repetitive, yeah. and it's like, this straight up is a video game. John Carpenter famously hooked on games. video games. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does have that feel of, like, looking up, and shoot down here, and it's, it's like it's like it's on a track, mm-hmm. which it is. It's on, mm-hmm. literally on a, on a camera track, but it's like the movement's on a track. Um, it, it has interesting perspective. Also, you see real quick... In this scene, running through the alley is um, Al Long, who Al Leong. Yeah, I, uh, uh, saw I him, saw him. I saw the outline of him, and yeah. I'm like, that is like I know, I know, I, I can see his face in my head. The, the second I saw his outline, yes. I'm like, that's the bald guy with all the long hair that is always in John Carpenter's movie shooting guns. Yes, he is. <laughs> he, he was part of the uh, the gang fight in Big yeah. Trouble. Uh, in Die Hard, he yes. uh, he steals the candy, mm-hmm. which I always remember as a kid. Yeah, uh, it's that guy. That dude's like yeah. a wordless legend. I can't think of a single thing he's ever said. In the no, movie. but I know his fucking look, and I can tell his outline. And yeah. All I saw was his outline running through the alley. I'm like, yeah. I know that guy. He almost always has like a Fu Manchu mm-hmm. mustache yeah. going on. Love that dude. So he, he runs real quick. Yeah, gets he, he gets does. a gets he, a quick extra credit. He, he gets like a half second of screen time. Yeah, Carpenter's like, I'm gonna I can get you paid real quick. I get you a day's worth of work. Um, and then they get stuck in an the alley. They have a wristwatch on the floor. Uh, like the wristwatch that they grab from the table because they at, at the meeting, they're like, oh, yeah, we got some. And we're trying to figure out how they work. Uh, so it malfunctions and opens up a portal. Well, no, they, they, because he, they, he accidentally throws in it. Yeah, so it makes it malfunction. Yeah, because yeah. they're under fire. They're like, oh, shit. And they're firing back. So it makes it malfunction, opens a portal. And emergency it's like, portal. Emergency portal closing in 10, 9. It's like, get down there. <laughs> I like to get down there and yeah. do it quick. And I, I did think about it in the moment. It's like, would I... Would I jump down there? I yeah. Think, I think in that moment, being shot up by like half a dozen Well, dudes. if I have... My two options are I die here from the aliens yeah. or possibly die down there from the aliens, but at least I get to see what the fuck's going on before I die. Hopefully, right? Great editing. This is classic low-budget editing where they drop through a hole and then he just cuts to a completely different location. And coming from the ceiling. Yeah, and they come. he just cuts to them, like, dropping to the ground. Yeah. And then now they're in, like, these long tunnels. And they're walking around the tunnels. They uh, overhear some guards, get an alert on their radio that uh, that the Kill resistance has been crushed. They're like, yeah, we did. Very funny word. They're like, we did it. And yeah. they high-five and run off like children. It's very strange. It is. Um, and then, again, another example of this, like, fun, low-budget edit is where they hear like uh something going on so they walk towards the camera and keith david walks directly into the camera so uh, his sweatshirt like becomes black and then it cuts to them from behind walking as if you walk through the camera and then they're in a huge ballroom yeah so it's like all right now we're at the we're at the airport we're gonna shoot in their in their alley in their tunnels and now we're gonna go across town to the convention center shoot in this ballroom they're gonna cut it together to make it look like it's all adjacent and it worked and it's like a weird um like magical realism thing where it's like yeah we can fit huge spaces and like these weird tunnels Mm -hmm. it's like the tour bus well i mean in uh spice world i mean right 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 after this we get a we get the fucking grand tour chris where shit gets even weirder so (laughs) the they're they're walking through oh you know what i I thought so they walk through this 
uh, this guy's like, oh, you're, uh, it's humans and aliens yep. having a big party, and it's like, uh, your average uh, annual income has gone up 39%. Everyone's clapping. Um, I was observing how there's like, it's like just a traditional party. It's people in the background with like catering set up. I was like, if I was Piper, I'd walk over there and be like, well, we got a, you know, things <laughs> in a blanket. I'd get myself a bite to eat. I'm, he's got to be hungry by that point, right? Um, also, when you're a drifter like that, you got to always be looking for food. Yeah. I'm sure free food. Yeah. I mean, if he was a real drifter, he definitely would have been stuffing his pockets as he was walking through. Yes, exactly. We're going to need these loose meat later, Frank. Trust me, brother. Who knows when we're going to get to eat again. Um, the, 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 the guy from the camp with the beard who was always like talking shit about the signal and trying to control the TV. Turns out he is a collaborator. He's there in a tuxedo. He's like, glad to see you boys are here. And he's assuming that they're, uh, that they sold yeah. that. Yeah. And they're well, part of the, I mean, at that point, they're on the winning team at, at that point in time, you know, I'm sure this is, this would be the first time the resistance had broken into whatever the fuck's going on. So yeah, exactly. They're not expecting now. That unauthorized people yes. be back if, there. If you're down there, you you got you have a fucking watch. It's like when you get bought backstage at a big event, you walk around with a clipboard, people just assume yeah, you're there. Exactly. It's like, oh, that guy belongs here. There's no way outsiders gone to here. Uh, so he gives them a tour, shows them like this, the spaceport, the space airport thing where they leave, probably the biggest special effect of the movie. Yeah. And it's just a guy like being turned to a little white dot and being it, sent it, off into pew, a... Pew. It's very cute. Yeah, it is. Um, also, no explanation for how there's like it's just open the space there yeah. again. The whole magical well, realism the, of this port. They do talk about how they move it. They're like they found some, some way to um, to, to <laughs> negate the, the yeah. gravitational force. He's, he's like it's some sort is, of gravitational lens deal, which is know. which is actually nowadays in the year 2020 that is a theory of how we can move to almost light speed is some sort of. Gravity manipulation. Gravity. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Right? Because that's what's keeping us here. If we can fuck that up, get away from the gravity. Well, if you can just cancel yeah. out the gravity, then you don't have to worry the, about... You don't have to put all the force to leave it. Yeah, that would, yeah exactly. That would oh. stop us. Some sort of gravitational lens deal. I don't know. Again, it's the... Uh, like, we're going to give you just a little touch of a sci-fi explanation, but then we're really going to gloss over it hardcore. Like, who gives a shit? Because uh, that's not what we're here for. This well, is this is not hard science. Not well, hard it's, sci-fi. it's science fiction, Chris. That's why it's fiction. There's a there's a little bit of science in there, and then we extrapolate for fun. Then they give me the, give me the fiction. Um, oh, well, he was, and uh, the guy who's doing the the speech number the thirty nine percent. He's like, we are off crisis alert. The situation is normal again. Everyone's clapping. Mm-hmm. All right, very good. So, uh, talking about the quell and the rebellion. Um, so he gets them to to take them to the uh, TV station, right? It takes them all the way to the cable, 54, and it takes them right outside to where the, the broadcast studio is. And um, this is where there's like two guards in there. It's like, hey, can I take these guys in for a tour? And he's like, we're going to need to see Show your cards. Them. Yeah, show your passes. So they just pull out their guns and shoot, everybody, and shoot yeah. them right away. It's great. And the guy's like, what the fuck were you doing? Um, and this is where we get the line. He goes, we all sell it every day. Might as well be on the winning team, mm-hmm. which... I don't know. Hashtag aliens are right, I think. Mm-hmm. At this point, might as well be on the winning team. I mean, Chris, the record company is going to give me a lot of money, and everything's going to be all right. <laughs> everything's going to be all right. Uh, again, <laughs> again, again, 1988 movie bumping up against 2020 imagery. Frank and Piper go through this crowded office, even though it's nighttime. It's a TV station. It gets crowded office with their guns, and everyone's freaking out. It's like, they don't shoot anybody, though. They don't. At least they don't shoot anyone. I guess... No one's an alien in I there? Get, yeah. A room full Cause they, of humans? Because they've got their contacts on, so, yeah, so they, they should tell. be able to tell, yeah. yeah. 
Um, this is where we get them going through down these long hallways with two guards at a time. Every time it's two at a time, two at a time. It's probably the same two guards every yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> it is. You know, it is. It's the same two stuntmen. <laughs> they just go down. All right, now go down that side of the hallway. Film this way. You guys yep. come out from the left. Now you come from the right. And they do it five times and they have a minute and a half sequence. <sighs> I love movie making. Um, oh, and then they make down, they'll go down a turn. Instead of two guards, it's Holly. She just shows up randomly. So it's her second time showing up randomly. Gotta, gotta be suspect about this. Nope. Not uh, Piper. Thinking with his little he's, head. He's transfixed by those eyes, man. Transfixed by those eyes. He's like, I want to fuck those eyes. That's what he's thinking. That, that's a weird thing <clears throat> to think. It's a weird movie, man. I mean, I ain't coming up with it. Um, so uh, the, uh, the, 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 the pick yeah, of Holly. Brings it, whole new meaning to the word skullduggery. Skullduggery. Oh, that's, a, that's a weird word. I don't like skullduggery. I don't like that word. That's my moist. <laughs> skullduggery. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like the way it looks. I don't like the way it sounds. I don't like the way it comes out of my mouth. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You should Good to know. Ban it. Ban it from the language. <laughs> um, so they are like, uh, they're trying to get to the roof so they can blow up the signal. Uh, Piper gets ahead of them. And Holly pulls out a gun, just puts it to Frank's head, and black. And we get a like a shotgun sound and a white flash, and then it cuts, so we don't actually see it happen, which is good because I don't want to see Frank. It I like Frank. I like Frank a lot. Huh. So it sucks to see him. But he's got to go. He's got a gun. He's got to go. So Holly shoots him, and it's a bummer. Uh, Nada gets to the roof, finds a signal relay. Holly pulls her gun on him. Uh, and he's like, oh, you too. And then, uh, so he drops one gun, but he has another smaller one that he has sleeve. Yep. So he shoots her with that, turns around, shoots the satellite. Meanwhile, there's a helicopter off to the side. Gets shot. He gets shot. He flips off the helicopter while the thing's like, whoosh, 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 and all this shit. Fuck it. And then we get a shot of like the building and the green signal, and then and it goes <laughs> off. And then we get the montage we talked about earlier. Oh, Funniest part of the whole fucking movie. I like how it starts with the news broadcast. Yeah, all of a sudden it's like, yeah, people are watching, like freaking. They're like, oh, what's going on? Yeah, the, the news yeah. broadcasters, people in the studio yeah. freaking out, and then it cuts to in a bar. One person at the bar is like looking all crazy. Everyone's looking at, at him. Uh, and the titties. And then we got titties. Uh, and then the movies are pretty good movie I mean yeah it's for a damn good it, movie it, it says way more than you would think it's, it does it's ridiculous <laughs> way, way more I think it says more than even they thought it was going to I when mean, they for, made it seriously for for me John Carpenter's Day Live is like on par with Network yeah like they, they're brilliant like, satire equal <laughs> yeah brilliant satire that ends up being uh, prophetic in ways yeah uh, it's so good, so worth it. I highly recommend. I mean, I don't know if I'm shocked if you listen to this whole thing and you haven't seen it. Uh, find someone who hasn't seen it. Find someone who hasn't seen it. And make them watch it. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. That would be. I would love to find someone who hasn't seen it and then get their reaction when he first puts on the glasses. Like, how do you not know about this stuff? <laughs> this is wild shit, man. Uh, anything you want to bring up? Anything yeah, we missed yeah, on that? Yeah. No. On a scale, Drusic Cogburn on. Oh, one out of ten relay signals. How many relay signals are you going to give They Live? I mean, like, nine. Damn, nine relay signals. Mm. One of your highest scores, I mean, for sure. It's, with it being what it is, a John Carpenter movie, yeah. and satire, like, it, you... 
dirt for other movies, you know, it would have lost points for this and yeah. for that and yeah. blah, blah, sure. blah, 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 but there are... Uh, it all works in this one. Yeah. There we go. Um, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10. So there we go. That's our score. And uh, you can go back a few months. Uh, when did we do? We did a John Carpenter uh, whole deep dive episode within the last year, I want to say. So you yeah, can go back and find that. That sounds familiar. Yeah, we did a whole thing. So in that episode, you can hear us talk about how they live falls on his filmography, like how it came right before Memoirs of Invisible Man, uh, et cetera, et cetera, how it works in his career. Um, so I'll make for a nice uh, double feature after this episode. There you go. I just programmed your night for you guys. You're welcome. Uh, thank you, Drew. Obey, Chris. Oh, okay. I will. Thank you. And uh, and Mary. No, I'm telling them to obey you. Oh, yeah. Obey, guys. Obey, Chris. Uh, and also Mary and reproduce. And... I mean, you can leave that part out. Oh, no. I already said it, so I can't cut it out. Damn it. All right, guys. We appreciate you. Have a great one. A PFT Media Production.